Welcome back to another episode of Create Your Life with your host, Tessa Lloyd. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Wadarong people of the Wadarong Aboriginal Corporation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. Hello everyone. Ah, we're at the last episode of Create Your Life for the year, which is quite surreal and quite exciting. Um, So for our last episode, I'm going to be having a chit chat with you guys um, and riff on creating your life, um, also known as fucking the system and living the life that you want to live and not what you were told to live or not what you were believed and not what you were made to believe you need to live because of how um, the world may have hurt you. So today I am um, coming to you from my summer holiday break. So I am well and truly in holiday mode, which will be quite interesting to record an episode with, I think, because I'm normally um, in the middle of a work day when I record my eps for you. So here we go. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so looking forward to having this chat because I've had the Christmas break um, and I'm heading into the New Year's break, as I'm sure you guys all are as well. And I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a wonderful summer break if you are getting one Um, and if not I hope you can find micro versions of that break when you can. Um, So I am currently sitting in my car recording this episode. It's my own little recording studio um, and it was the best way to be able to have this chat with you guys before the year finished because I really yeah, I've got some things hot in my heart that I wanted to say before we wind down for our first season. So episode 10 is going to be looking at the three pillars of creating your life, authenticity, living intentionally and living with bravery. So we're going to be looking at these elements of... Um, the podcast that I've tried that I have um, strived to cover with the guests that we've had on and God the guests have just blown me away and I hope that you have um, taken something from the conversations like I have we are going to be looking at authenticity bravery and intention and we're going to look at the different things that stop people from creating their life Um, the ways that I have learned to create my life and then some advice that I can give you in terms of what we said before living the life that you want to live rather than what the world has told you you need to live so creating a life of authenticity and truth which always takes a bit of bravery because it can be really scary showing up in this world exactly how we want to And then living a life of intention. So all of these three things are quite um, involved. And these aren't like, you know, huge 
uh, it's kind of when I say it like that it kind of sounds like they're modules of a learning program or something but they're just the things that I when I tuned into what I thought creating your life was and what I wanted to focus on in this podcast and talk about in this podcast there were the things that were burning up for me Um, and I think they're really important things when it comes to uh, showing up exactly as we want to rather than what we feel like we have to. So I popped a thing up on Instagram and just asked a question what or who feels like they can show up exactly how they want to and be exactly what they want to be and if not if you don't feel like you can do that why do you feel like you can't do that why what are the things holding us back from creating our life and I got some really wonderful answers and I had a beautiful afternoon of looking through the answers so if you're listening and you answered that question on my Instagram story I just want to thank you first off because a lot of the answers were so vulnerable and also so linked with other answers that were sent in as well and were ironic or not ironically were interestingly enough all linked to authenticity bravery and living with intention and feeling brave enough to live a life of authenticity and intention so yeah I just want to thank you for doing that and and really helping frame this discussion for me because you know I'm one human and I can come at things from my perception but I really loved hearing your perception of of what holds you back so thank you or what you feel holds you back um anyway I'm going to delve into my story which really started me off on the on the realization that I am creating my life intentionally so that I can show up as my authentic self. Um, It all sounds very poetic when I say it out like that, but this was just a very simple story, but a very important story. So I was sitting in um, my art therapy. So I studied art therapy, as some of you guys will know, in 2018. We just learned so many wonderful techniques while we were in these classes. And one of the techniques was we got to choose our of expressing our life you know how it felt to live our life anyway so I get going and I'm working with um, my partner beautiful woman called May who was just so pivotal in all of this Um, and I made I ended up it's a very personal process but I made this nest in the end Um, and you make and make and make and you just lose time and it's not about what it looks like it's about what it feels like and what you're expressing so I had all of this time to make this big beautiful you know nest and I didn't know it was going to happen but I just kept making and making and making and adding pieces to it and adding pieces to it and we're looking I'm looking at this art piece that I made and explaining different pieces of my life path which a lot of you guys have heard in the first episode and when it got to present day there was this real change in theme so this is back in 2018 as present day so this is back in 2018 as present day it got to that point and there was just different colors and different textures and a whole different feel to the artwork and my partner said you know what's going on over here in this bit of the art piece and I explained it and I explained it and you can do what's called you can reflect what you see back to them 
you know, what, what I can see or what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing as you're doing this, which is, you know, wonderful therapy techniques. And she said to me this wonderful thing and I just wrote, I cried actually and I had all of, I not it, like I can have a big cry when I, when I get there, but sometimes it's a bit of a build up for me. So it must have been a bit of a build up and she just said, I think what I see here is that you are becoming the person that you were always meant to be before the world hurt you. And that was just so important for me. And I just <laughs> burst into tears. And May, if you're ever listening listening to this, thank you. Even though I've thanked you so many times for this moment because it was so important. But it was just so important to feel like that was a real pin in time. And that, yes, I was becoming the person who I was meant to be before, before I contributed to my world and before I was hurt and before I veered off on a path that wasn't true to me so that was a really lovely moment and when I was thinking of talking to you guys about this podcast that's what came up for me that we can have changes and we can make decisions and choices in our life that lead us towards living a life and creating a life of authenticity, bravery and intention of creating the life that we really fucking want as opposed to what we're going along with. There are small steps and choices and things that we can do that can contribute to that. All right, there's my little personal story on that. So I was living in a certain way that didn't feel true to me and that's what it all comes down to. And then when I started to do certain things certain things that I'll talk to you about today that really led me to living a life that I want to live and it's a lot scarier (laughs) but it's a different kind of scary there's a there's a fear that comes from following and staying quiet and in action as opposed to using your voice and actioning things that you want to Yeah, and I think that's the path that I have chosen for a while now and what a lot of other people choose, right? It's not, this isn't just my story. This is the the story of a lot of people where they just get to the point of being like, nah, fuck it. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more love, more light more happiness, more joy, more emotion, more sensation, more freedom than this. There's got to be more than this. I remember being so afraid of life as a child and I think that I had just, from being so sensitive, I just internalized that life was meant to be scary and hard and and then I think I slowly realized that that's not always the case, that hard things do happen but my entire life isn't meant to feel hard. And when I realized that, I started to look for ease and beauty and joy and independence and decisions and choices that I actually just thought were made for me instead of tuning into what I know best and 
coming from a place of self-worth and self-confidence and self-knowing that I know what's best for me and I get to choose my life. So today we're going to start with the things that hold you guys back from creating your life. They are going to come under our three pillars. So we're going to start with authenticity. When you guys wrote in about what's holding you back from doing what you want to do, this was a big thing. So feeling like there are certain expectations set for you, both internally and externally, and the conditioning that you have experienced during your life to make you feel like you need to do a certain thing. And I so resonate with that. And what I want to talk to you about on this topic of authenticity is um, coming out. So I for so I know some of you guys may have heard this in my conversation with Soph where we talk about um, sexuality and coming out or just being who you want to be. And for I might have mentioned this in that ep. I like for years I had kiss girls at parties and just thought that was a um, a funny thing that I did when I was drunk and I had always had like little crushes on girls always been quite attracted to girls who I knew were into girls but I actually just thought that that was a product of being part of a society who um, romanticizes girl on girl things (laughs) truly I honestly just thought I thought it was hot because maybe that's what everyone else thought was hot and and then there was always comments being made about sexuality when I was growing up and you know be be gay but just don't be gay in front of me and she's too hot to be gay or um that's lesbian I literally have heard that's lesbian food before for I think it was like salad Um, And I think I was just, you know, I wasn't raised in a terribly homophobic society, but I was raised hearing different things. And so I think I always just had in the back of my mind, like, oh, this is just some fun thing that you do when you drink. And then when I, so what happened is that I slept with my, slept with a woman, which was awesome, loved it, felt so normal. And then as soon as that happened, it's not the same as a lot of other people's stories, but as soon as that happened, I knew something (laughs) was about to get real and something was about to change. So I um, basically like went home to my best mate who I live with, Jess, and was like, I think I'm into women. And she was like, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) And then the ball started rolling from there and it was like very I had a really good time coming out to a lot of the people in my life I also like used to have mini anxiety attacks every time I came out to someone new like now it's no stress now I won't blink twice and will tell someone who doesn't know me like oh yeah this girl who I used to date or oh this girl who I went on a date with you know, last week or on my ex and I used to live together and she would do this. I just won't blink when I say things like that. But at the start, it was so nerve wracking. And when, when people 
well, when women come out to me at the moment, um, there's a lot of like a lot of advice and support I can give, and then there's a lot that you learn along the way. It kind of opens this whole door of a new level of being true to yourself and learning about yourself and learning what you'll stand for and what you won't. And I think that there was this pivotal moment with um, my coming out where I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, just so you know, Tessa, like you don't have to feel like you, and you know, this is power to them because this is their perception but you don't have to feel like you need to tell anyone about your sexuality until you have a serious girlfriend and for me and maybe this is just my perception but I just don't back that I don't agree with that I think that sexuality is sexuality regardless of the ring on your finger and regardless of if it's called what's termed a serious relationship and someone who you'd bring to Christmas I just think that um I just don't agree with that and I stood firm in that and I said I am you know whether they you know whether it's serious or not I am sleeping with women and attracted to women and just think women are the bee's knees and whether it is official which is another like societal conditioning element um whether it's official or not i'm here i'm queer it's happening and let them say whatever the fuck they want to say and that was a pivotal moment for me to stand really firm and like nut this is who i am and i have grown up bending and molding and staying small and being exactly who i thought someone needed me to be at any given moment whether it was for previous boyfriends or whether it was for a job or um, different friends that i had just trying to be what i needed to be in order to belong and i remember that feeling of saying like no if they don't like it then they can then they're out and that was a prerequisite for me from now from then on that if they weren't on board with who I was you know if they knew I was a kind human and a good human who lives her life to support other humans and the fact that I'm into a certain gender if that was to break my pedestal for them then let it break and let them go and that's my personal opinion that this is not their life this is not my parents life my friends life my family's life my partner's life my potential partner's life this is my life and it is my script that I am living out it is no one else's I will not get to my grave and realize that I did what someone else wanted me to do and there have been people who haven't been on board with um there's very few very very few but some people who haven't been on board with it and that's my you know that's my quiz that they failed that they're gone and if they do some (laughs) intense soul searching and come full circle and like come to my island as Glennon Doyle says with her with a loving heart and an open and accepting heart for what I 
for what is the true me then yeah they can be in my circle but if not like fuck them and fuck that we have such little time on this earth I will not stand to be around those who don't accept me for who I am based on their own conditioning I just won't do that anymore so that is my story of authenticity that it I hope that takes the fluff out of the word authenticity. That was one of the scariest things that used to give me little panic attacks every time I'd, you know, need to say, oh, I'm actually into women. Um, I would, I would sweat. I would get so nervous and then just want it over and done with. And then I'd go home to my friend and be like, oh, I just, you know, came out to this person and, um, and that doesn't happen anymore. But at the time it was scary and that is my that is my story of trying to be exactly who I am no matter how scary it is so I hope that lands for some of you guys that this is what it means to create a life and not go along with the crowd when I think about expectations and what I've read in the questions that were asked in the um on the Instagram story sorry, not the questions, the answers to my question of what holds you back. One of the prominent things or one of the prominent themes of this was thinking about what people will say and hearing what people will say and not doing what you want to do because of your anticipation of what people would say. And I've got something to say to this, that number one, it is none, or this is how I see it, it is none of our business what people say about us. It is none of our business. And if I stayed up at night thinking about the little things that people had said about me, I wouldn't fucking sleep. It is not our business what people say about us. The second point I want to make on this is that every one person who has some bullshit remark to say about the way that you're living your life, of every one person, I guarantee you there will be a hundred who are inspired and turn the fuck on by how you are living your life. And that is how we create change. So you are literally doing the world a disservice by holding back who you actually are in order to fit in to the mold that has been created for you you're literally doing yourself and others at a service by doing that there are 100 people waiting or just ready to be inspired by the work or the human or the love that you were meant to give and the human you were meant to be and the third thing I want to say on this which is a bit um It's a little bit morbid, but what I always think is, so this is a tool that I, that I uh, recommend using, writing out everything that you're afraid of with regards to what you're scared to do or be, write out everything you're afraid of um, in terms of what people will say, what it will mean about you, what it will mean about others, write everything down and look at that list and tell me if it would be worse to go to your grave basically acting like someone else your entire life 
a part in a big play or movie. Tell me if it would be worse to hear those things which are probably not going to be said or done or would it be worse to get to your grave and know that you acted the part of someone else in your life? And for me, that just changes everything that, you know, I think of this in terms of my own self there. I have been the um, aloof, I don't care human. And I have been the girl who is um, just too taking on too much and too self-effacing and too quotation marks nice and giving and burning myself to the stake. I've been the um, one who lets it all bubble up until it's all too much and then I snap. And I have also, and this is what I'm striving to be now, I have also been the one who states her needs, who stands firm in what she wants and who she is and accepts that I cannot do or be everything for everyone. I can, I have limits and I have my own standards on what I will accept in my life and they are for no one else to choose or to comment on or to try and sway. So I have tried to fit into so many different molds until I realize that we actually just burn ourselves to the ground when we do that. What do we have left? And do these people who we are burning ourselves to the ground for even know that we're doing that? If we are trying to fit in so much and if fitting in is the key to our happiness, why do so many of us end up feeling so lost? Why do you feel so lost when you try to do something for the sake of being good or for the sake of being right or for the sake of fitting in and feeling worthy? The key is knowing that you are already worthy regardless of the acts that you feel like you need to commit to or the people that you need to serve. You are already worthy regardless of what you look like, what your schedule is, how quotation marks busy you are. You are worthy. And that's my third point. Would you rather get to the end of your life and know that you acted a part? Or would you rather get to the end of your life and be exactly who you were meant to be and lost a couple of people along the way because they weren't ready to accept who you are? I think a really important part of this is knowing who the authentic real you is. And I know a lot of the people who do my Rising Minds program, so there's a section in Rising Minds which is called Self-Knowing, which is all about getting to know yourself because so many women start this program and tell me, I don't actually know who I am. And I hear what you're saying about being authentic, but I don't even know what my authentic self is. And I think that that's an important element here that I don't want to miss. That we don't always necessarily know who we are. And what I say to that is slow down, meditate, journal, write, you know, do your, do your exercise, do all your, the things that get your thoughts going or get your thoughts out and write them down or 
uh, tell them to a friend or tell them to yourself or sing a song. Slow down and get to know who you are. We won't get to know ourselves in the nine to five routine 100%. And maybe we never 100% know ourselves, but I can tell you that it takes a certain element of self-compassion and self-care and slowing down for self-practice to get to know yourself. And when you do get to know yourself, and when you do ask these questions of who am I and what pisses me off and what turns me on and what lights me up, please do so with self-compassion. Because this work isn't easy. When you have hidden from the world, including your shadow self, including the bits that because of society and because of conditioning, you deemed unsafe to share or too much or too ugly. When you're doing this work and you see these things that you haven't acknowledged or seen before, it's scary. So come at it with self-compassion. It is scary, but it is so worth it to pop your your head on the pillow at the end of the night and know that you were exactly who you were meant to be. Oh, so good. All right, my loves. So our second pillar is bravery. So living bravely and authenticity and bravery go hand in hand, right? Being who you were meant to be can be scary. And sitting with fear takes bravery and self-compassion and empathy. So how can we live a brave life? When, when I asked about fear and what fear, what holds you back from feeling brave in your life, it was all about the fear of rising and growing and showing up, the fear of imposter syndrome, the fear of not fitting in or feeling like you belong if you grew too much. And I think that is so normal. And I think so many people feel like that, that if I just stay small, I will stay safe and everything will be okay. And what I want to talk about with this one is, um, so this was a big part of how I created my life, was quitting my job. So I had a nine to five occupational therapy job that I fucking hated so much it was so not me and when I quit my job to do my own thing I remember I was so scared and it feels like such a blur now because it's a whole you know it's a long time away but uh, about this time last year I went home to yours about a, a year and two months ago I went home to visit my parents and I had just been going through the motions of this job and basically felt my, literally felt my soul wilting away. I would come home from work, sit on the bed and just be like, this can't be it. But I felt like at that time that that was it, that this was the life I was prescribed and that there was no other way to live and I should just sit down and shut up and 
get the job done because I should be grateful to have a nine to five job. You know, I should, as women, we should be grateful, we should be good, we should be helpful, we should be kind. And I really felt that. And oh, I was just like so icky. It was just such an icky feeling. And I'm sure you guys have felt like this too. And I went home to visit my parents and it was a full moon. And me being me, I had did a full moon ritual and I didn't even do a full moon ritual. I grabbed a chair and I pulled it outside and sat under the stars and they were fucking magnificent. So my parents are on a farm and in the middle of nowhere and the sky is so clear so you can see everything. You can see absolutely everything and it's so awe-inspiring and there's nothing that will humble you more, I believe. And I looked up at the sky and I looked up at the moon and in a lot of our circles that we go to we set an intention for the ritual or set an intention for what's coming up in our life and mine was just listen just listen to everything and I did I spent a week at home and just listened and my body that I was so disconnected from which often happens when we're in these scenarios, my body already knew the answers. And I just needed to listen to my body. And I actually, I fell in a heat, like energetically, sickness-wise, everything. I fell in a heap. And my intention was so clear, like, listen. And I, I just had this moment of being like, fuck, are you so scared and so full of shit basically that you will set an intention to listen and when your body gives up on you because you have ignored all of the signs that you are not living a life that is true to you are you actually so pig-headed that you won't stop and listen and do as you set out to do and that was it I felt it I um signed up for a business development coaching program and started to build my business and I messaged my business coach and was like well I think I need to quit my job and I said to my partner at the time I'm quitting my job and that was that so I went to work that week shut myself of course but just bled with the heart and said I'm miserable I am not enjoying this. My mental health is in the toilet and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to keep working here. And that was very, very scary, but very, very necessary because I could feel what made me know is that this job wasn't right for me is that I could feel it in my my body and my mind and the way I was thinking about the world there were so many signs from my mind and my body that I was being asked to change or I was being asked to recorrect and hop back on my path because I'd fallen off somehow and well it wasn't somehow it was from a belief that that's what I should do and that that's all I was worthy of so anyway I um I quit my job and now I'm you know it's a journey but I took 
every next step that was necessary to get to where I am today, which is, you know, being able to have a three-week holiday as the boss of the business that I run and recording this episode with you and knowing in my bones that I am doing what I'm meant to be doing, not what I'm told I'm meant to be doing. I think my big point to here is that it's important to be able to sit with your emotions at this time. So bravery takes a certain element of, um, of self-soothing and regulation and reflection because if we are overwhelmed by our emotions immediately as soon as we feel them and if we aren't self-soothing and acting from a place of self-compassion and self-worth then those emotions take over and a lot of us can internalize those emotions as the biggest sign that we uh, need to shrink back or that we need to stay small and so I think that it's important to self-soothe yourself during these times of standing up for what you need I think it's really important to have your own back and to know yourself and to take the next best step for what is right for you capital Y-O-U no one else also think it's important to look at your blind spots so I think a lot of the time we don't do what is best for us because we actually just can't see it and sometimes I don't know if you guys have had this but sometimes it can be pointed out to us time and time again like mate you seem so unhappy but we have these blind spots and we just charge through and we aren't seeing what's going on so I think that's important too, is to acknowledge that we all have blind spots about ourselves and have blind spots about the world and to just stay open and in tune with yourself and in tune with the world about what feels right for you. I think that it's important to know that we are time and time again conditioned to think, feel and believe certain things that lead us to act in certain ways and display certain behaviours. and. It takes a good deal of work to unwind that and come back to what feels good for you. But it's so worth it. And please don't doubt that there is someone benefiting from you believing that you don't have the choice to create your life and that you are too fragile to do what you really want to do. There is someone somewhere or some industry or some company or some human in your life benefiting from that and that's the system we need to dismantle entire industries would collapse if women and men realize their potential and their strength and on the note of strength vulnerability comes with this so to be vulnerable is to be brave in a society where it is so easy to slap a band-aid on it and repress things and move on it is strong to be vulnerable it's like slowly letting the 
You know when you shake, say you were to have a lemonade bottle in your hand right now and you were to shake it up and it would, you know, be super fizzy, of course. You can either let the, the bubbles out bit by bit and stop the bottle from exploding all over you. Or you can just, you know, not let it out bit by bit and just open it all at once and watch the shit show that is spilling lemonade all over yourself at a party. So this is how I feel about expressing ourselves and expressing our vulnerabilities that if we continue to hide behind our masks of I don't care or you know I'm just sweet with whatever or um, another one is oh the world just happens to me I have no part in it and bad things just happen to me or another one I'm just a bad person who deserves bad things um, no one you know no one supports me no one is there for me if you want to hide behind these masks that control you and make you believe that you are a victim in this world and that you are a victim of your circumstances rather than a key player in your life you will be left behind if you want to continue to hide behind that mask you will be left behind and in order to take the mask off we require vulnerability So I don't have a lot of time, maybe this is a personal choice of mine, but I don't have a lot of time for people who still believe that it is cool and strong to be like stoic as fuck and repress everything and, you know, quotation marks, be a man and harden up and do what needs to be done. And if they, if that's how they want to operate, then power to them and you know everyone can live their own life but I don't have a lot of time for it in my life I think that so much beauty comes from being open to sharing yourself and being vulnerable not only that it can save lives as well sharing yourself another important thing I want to say is that fear a lot of people won't do things because of fear what I want to say to that is feel the fear and do it anyway Feel the fear and do it anyway. And I'm not talking about jumping off high things or, you know, speeding in cars. I'm talking about steps that you know could be really great for you, but you don't because of fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I was so shit scared when I came out to my humans. I was so shit scared when I quit my job. I was so shit scared when it came to being vulnerable about my mental health. But feel the fear and do it anyway and watch it change your life. All right, my love. So our third pillar, being intentional. Being intentional about our life is what cuts out a lot of the noise. So in a world that feels very busy and too much and that we can't quite get a grip, getting intentional about how we use our time, who we spend it with, what we spend our money on, how we plan our future, how we process our past, getting intentional about that can change everything and is where we start having the action plan put into place of creating our life so 
a big part of this that was addressed in the questions when um, when you guys responded was a never enough culture. So this is called scarcity. So I don't have enough time. I don't have enough support. I don't have enough love in my life. I don't have enough money to do this. Stopping you from even taking the smallest, cheapest, least time-consuming step towards creating the life that you want and living with intention. Fear and scarcity holding you back from taking the smallest step towards the life that you want to live. So I have so much, I've just been there, I've been there so much, so much empathy for I don't have enough time, money, support in my life to do what I want to do. I felt it, fuck I felt it. And at the time I felt like a victim too. I felt like this was the hand I was dealt, this is it for me. And I didn't go straight from my rock bottom to here and making this podcast. It was tiny little steps back and forth, up and down, growth isn't linear. There were tiny things that happened that added up to me changing things around for myself. And there are tiny things that happen all the time that me that uh, me changing things around for myself. There are still times where I tune in and I'm like, something doesn't feel right. I'm not doing something that I want to be doing or I'm not acting in a way that I want to be acting and I really need to show up and change that for myself or sit with that and reflect on that and process that for myself and others. So a big part of this is feeling like this was what you were dealt and this is the path that you were given and that you haven't got control of your life. And a lot of us, if we, this is what I always say in the podcast, if we have the privilege and the resources to create our life, why don't we? And I'm not talking about moving over to Greece to paint boats and sit, you know, in a beautiful restaurant and create exactly what we want. I'm not talking about that, although that would be amazing and I cannot wait to do that once the borders open. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the small steps that we can take to do that. So when it comes to being intentional, I'm talking about looking at how you spend your time and who you spend it with. So a big part of this is boundaries and learning when to say no because every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. So looking at who you want to say yes to who you want to say no to, what you want to say yes to, and what you want to say no to. A big personal story for me in this area was getting intentional about how I supported my mental health and well-being. And if anything, that's one of my biggest, most popular tools now for supporting my mental health and well-being is being more intentional. So knowing who my people are, tuning into what it feels like to be around my people and what it feels like to be around um, 
others who aren't necessarily in alignment or who aren't necessarily um, making us feel good about the world, about themselves, about ourselves. Tuning into who you feel like sunshine around and tuning into who you feel the most full with when you leave so when you leave them who drains you and who lights you up to the point that when you leave and hop in the car you go oh that was nice that was good and if you are still finding those people I just want you to know that they they are out there I just want you to know that they are out there your people are out there so ready to meet you say be intentional with the people you have around you it's possible all right here are some of the things that I do to create my life so getting to know myself being intentional with my mental health and how I support that and getting to know what works best for me getting intentional about who and how I spend my time being open about my sexuality, romance, and needs as a human. I live in my rhythm, so I know my, my daily rhythms and know how I best can use my energy, and I prioritize that. And I also have what's called um, a 10-step plan. Well, a 10-step gift, I say it is to myself. 10 things that I can do every day that I know will help me to make me feel my best and they're tiny things so making my bed in the morning choosing what I eat based on how I feel putting an essential oil on my skin having a low stimulus environment in the morning playing music moving my body eating foods that light me up. There are 10 things. I don't have my list with me, but there are 10 things that I know contribute to me creating a nice day for myself or a, that's not the right way to say it, a supportive day for myself. I journal. So I, I journal into my laptop. I don't have a, a journal to write into. That's just me tuning into what feels good for me. I don't actually like the physical act of writing, but I know that I need to get things out of my head. So I literally just have a Google Doc with a password on it that I write in my thoughts, that I write my thoughts into. Um, I do big mind maps of what's going on in my life so that I can get all of the different directions going on in my head out onto the page. So I'll do, you know, work, personal, health, friends, family, and then I'll just branch off from there. To-do list, um, and there's no right or wrong way. It's just a way of getting things out. I will celebrate my previous season. So autumn, summer, winter, spring, I will celebrate each three months of the season with what, with how... Yeah, just the things that I want to celebrate. They don't necessarily have to be achievements. They can be feelings. They can be emotions. They can be um, different things that you've done that have made you feel good. All right, to wrap up, I'm going to hit you with my summary of beliefs on this topic. I was not put on this earth to work nine to five, watch Netflix at night, fuck myself over on the weekends with alcohol, have babies and die 
I was not put here to do that. This is me personally. I was not put here to do that. And there have been so many moments along the way where I have been reinforced that that is what I was here to do or that the way that we work is what is expected of us or that that mistreatment was okay because that is the standard and that's just what happens. It's a load of bullshit. I was not put here to do that. I was put here to create my life in the way that I want to live it. I deserve to earn more money than what I have been told I should be allowed to earn. I deserve to earn more money than what I was told I could earn. I deserve to work a job that lights me up and makes me feel like I'm on my path. I deserve to feel like I'm living into my purpose and my why. My time and energy is my currency. I spend it wisely. Not everyone deserves to have access to me, especially when I'm healing. Not everyone will like me and that's okay. I will trigger people and that's okay. What people say about me is none of my business. No one is perfect and perfection is not the goal. A commitment to do better and be better is the goal. People can only meet you at the point at which they've met themselves. And I cannot change that for them. It is up to us to create our life step by step. It is no one's job to save us. No one can save us. It is up to me to create my life. My last thing for you guys, in the last little section of our whole season one of Create Your Life, the last thing I want to leave you with is a sign-off. So this is um, a little, I guess, practice that might be nice for you to journal about to reflect on your year head into 2021 with a mindset that you can create your life even in the smallest of ways what habits behaviors people and places do you want to leave behind in 2020 is the first question to reflect on what do you want to call in to your 2021 what feelings what people what places what jobs What is one way that you could be more authentic and more of the real you? What is one way that you could bravely show up? What is one way that you could be more intentional about your life? And what do you want to create for yourself and your life in 2021? Just some things to ponder, my loves. I hope that you have taken something away from this episode. Today we looked at creating your life and how we can show up authentically, intentionally and bravely. And I really just riffed on there, so (laughs) I hope it all made 
some sense and I would love to hear what you guys thought of the podcast and what you've taken away from today. I honestly can't think of a better way to finish off my year than to say goodbye to you guys and look forward to seeing you next year. Thank you for tuning in to season one of Create Your Life. All my love, take care, get some sun, but not too much sun, and I will see you next year. Bye.